Hello, and welcome back to Backyard Bar Schools. My name is Peterson. Andrew. And That's weird. Um, it is Thursday morning, 8.12 a.m. in College Station, Texas, uh, February 8th. And we're back for episode six. Um, yeah, I think we have a pretty special podcast for y'all in the mix today. Um, you want to introduce our two very special guests? Well, before we introduce, should we... Oh, I don't want to introduce them now. We have two very special guests, Peterson said. Alex Lass. Hi. Cat fan. Woo! Cat fan. <laughs> and, and Kat wanted to do something very special for her first po- or for her first podcast, I guess. Ready? Ready? It's just a big it's just a big Whoever's listening just got a jump scare. I guess I have to take a sip now. And jilted. I guess so. Are we so are we good? No, we're good. It was like a super just a block. That was good. That was really good. Great way to start the morning, guys. Alright, well why don't y'all tell us a little about about you know, what you're involved in, where you go to school. Yeah. <laughs> things like that. Okay. And just favorite about cut, your favorite story. color. All the, word, all the important things. Okay. Um, well, I'm a junior at A&M. What is, what is your name? I'm Alex. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, you can't see me. Who are you? Okay, Who are I'm you? Alex, um, and I'm a junior at A&M. I um, am from Fort Worth, Texas. And Let's go. I'm trying to think. What are you involved in? I am in a sorority. Me and Kat are actually in DG together. Oh. Oh yeah, GG. good stuff. Um, but yeah, I grew up in Texas my whole life. Uh, my parents are both very faithful. A little bit about how God kind of saved me is definitely through their faithfulness, which is I'm super thankful for. Um, I just have a lot of memories growing up of my mom just um, speaking scripture over me and my brother and teaching us the ways um, of the Lord. And um, I kind of made that my own in middle school. That's when God kind of radically um, changed my life. And it was kind of through my parents. They're going through a hard time. And so that was the first time that I like sought out the Lord on my own. And he graciously reconciled their marriage. So super cool story there. Don't have time to dive into it. But um, obviously a 12 year old, I just had the Holy Spirit, and that's pretty much it. <laughs> no <right>. fellowship. <laughs> there's not um, a lot that you, you kind of hit a ceiling there when there's not a lot of like, teaching and fellowship. There's not, I don't know. But I had God, and I, I knew Him and loved Him. And so um, He was faithful to carry me through high school, lots of ups and downs there. Um, and then coming to college, um, just was challenged a lot in my faith by people older than me. And um, just, I think I saw exponential growth from the Lord in my years in college. I remember reading back on a prayer for my uh, spring of freshman year, and I was like, I think I've grown more this semester than I have in the last three years. And so God just really captured my heart even more so, and sanctified me a lot, and still is. Um, So yeah, that's a little bit about me. That's good. Thank you for sharing. Yeah, of course. All right. Meow, meow. My name is Catherine, but I go by meow, meow sometimes. <laughs> yes. Sometimes. Sometimes. I, Just I Pierce and Bonnet yeah. and Alex. It's a very elite, elite I know. Group. Only a small <laughs> group of people. And anyone who listens to this podcast can call me meow, meow. But, um, yeah, I'm a senior 
at Texas A&M. I'm involved in DG with Alex and I'm involved in Stumo with Peterson and Andrew and Alex. <laughs> um, but my story is a little bit different from Alex in the way that I did not grow up in a Christian home at all. Um, my parents were born in Vietnam, so I was like a first generation here. So like growing up, like Christianity was just not present in our house whatsoever. I never knew about it. I never went to church growing up. Um, yeah, that was just the norm of my family. I never even thought to explore it. But then in high school is when you kind of like see people around you like claiming they're Christians, but not really knowing. So I've always thought that like, I always heard of Jesus, but I was like, okay, Jesus died for everyone else's sin. No way he could die for my sin because of the family I came from. And just like, I just never grew up like with that truth. So I was just like, no way he died for my sins too. So I never really like understood the depths of what God did by sending his son. Um, I was involved with Young Life and all that. But for me, Young Life was more a social thing to fit in with my friends. Um, that were going to it but yeah no one was really going to church around me either even though they were Christians but um, so that's like when the seed was kind of planted of like okay I heard the gospel but not really the depths of the gospel in high school but also still believing that it wasn't possible for me just because of the way that my life kind of played out but then I get to college I get to a and um, I'm in DG awesome sorority love it and then this girl named Samantha Snyder, who worked for Stumo, um, reached out to me to go to lunch, and we just hung out, and she sat down and shared the gospel with me, and my first thought was just, like, why has, no, like, no one ever done this, and, like, sat down and actually explained this, like, how has no one told me in 18 years what this actually means, so I was kind of just overwhelmed with a lot of thoughts, and I'm a very, like, I feel like logical person, so I'm just like, how is this real, like, all these things, like, this doesn't make sense. What does this mean for my family? All these things. So then I kind of just still was living half in the world and half um, trying to be a good person, I guess, just because I saw all these people living or, like their life around me set apart. And I saw this joy that they had that I like craved and desired, but thought it was impossible for my life to ever look like that. Um, so then fast forward, that was freshman year, first semester, and then two years Freshman and sophomore year, I kind of just kept rejecting going fully in with God just because I thought I could make both lives work. And then sophomore year, I was just so down bad. I decided to go to this um, discipleship program called Kaleo and didn't tell my family, didn't tell my friends, didn't tell anyone I was going because I wanted this to be because, I don't know, that I like God was leading me to go and nothing that anyone was telling me to do. I get there, I'm battling wrestling with God for like four weeks and then trying to figure out every answer. That was my issue was I had to find out every answer. So my whole life I've earned everything. I've like figured everything out. Like that was, it was hard for me to understand a free gift. So then I finally came to the point of just God really humbled me and I just was never gonna figure out all the answers for the rest of my life. And that's when I chose to surrender and realize I'm not gonna know everything. Um, so chose to make that decision that I won't know everything, but God does and he's in control. And then after that, life has just been complete roll, like complete 180, like flipped upside down. And it's just been so awesome. And God's just radically just changed my heart and my desires to align more with his heart and his mission more than myself. And just, yeah, kind of like humbled me and not knowing everything, but be okay 
in that and like where faith is involved in that. So that's kind of, I'm sorry, short of my story. Yeah, it's great. It's I love both y'all stories. I think they're both very unique yeah. and um, God definitely moved in different ways. Especially with you, like just wrestling with mm-hmm. irresistible grace, like that. I, I remember doing that too. It's mm-hmm. pretty cool. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> and I was going to say, for those who have listened to like podcasts before, we actually name dropped Meow Meow. And I can't remember. I think it was like I need to go back and one listen or two. No. Really? Um, what? I don't even it's know. It's one of the two? one, two, or three, or four, or five, or six. Okay. One of those. <laughs> this is six. So it's, one, it's one of them, right? It's, it's one of them. It's a game. Yeah. The listeners have to go back yeah. and find it. So yeah. they have to right. listen to all, back and listen to all to of our single one. Yeah. All of our three listeners. Um, so mom, dad, and uh, maybe and my mom and dad. Yeah. And our three listeners in Poland and our two in Belgium. That's Shout out to y'all. Yeah. Belgish. <laughs> that is so awesome. <laughs> I don't know if You're the reaching right the world. Holy <laughs> boy. Hey, well, do you want to yeah, introduce yeah. our topic? Yeah, back to, back to the podcast. Um, yeah, <laughs> so the topic today, this is an awesome one. Um, we're talking about personal ministry. And so I feel like at first, you know, we're just ministry more broadly, but I feel like at first when you hear personal ministry, some people might not even know what that even means. You know, people probably are thinking of, like, vocational ministry, being a pastor, uh, being a missionary overseas, being like a college ministry, middle school ministry, whatever it may be, young life, things like that. Um, but I thought we'd open up just like talking about like what is like, like if someone heard that phrase and came up to like either y'all or, or you, Peterson, said like what is, I heard this idea of like personal ministry, like what what does that mean? What would y'all say? Um, kind of a hard question. I think well, first thing I thought of was my the way I received it when I first came to college. Um, growing up in the church, I thought ministry was something you had to be like called to. And so yeah. I remember being like, oh, I'm called to ministry. It's like, oh, that's great for them. Or I'm called to missions. And it's like you had this big moment. And you're like, oh, this is what I'm going to do with my life. And so I think that I heard, I don't remember who said it. It might have been like JP or on podcast or something. Uh, of like minist- the definition of ministry is just like, meeting people's needs and Mm. as believers like we know that everyone's greatest need like is knowing Christ and like salvation in him Mm. and so like in the word it like the first verse I think of is second Corinthians 5 where it says that God has reconciled is reconciling the world to himself and has given us the ministry of reconciliation and so and that's to all believers like we are all supposed to be meeting people's needs by sharing Christ with them mm-hmm. um, and I think in high school I was like oh yeah like I'm just going to be a light and love everyone and represent Jesus well but if you ask me to actually explain the gospel to them or show them how to follow Jesus I don't think I could have done that mm-hmm. like I would have relied on someone who knew more than me and so I think taking personal responsibility for that mm-hmm. and knowing how to share what the gospel of Christ is with someone with anyone, no matter where you are, is just mm-hmm. kind of what I think of for personal ministry. That's good. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's well said. I remember, like, I wrote down when I, was, I said, like, isn't that reserved for the super Christians, like, pastors <laughs> and missionaries? And funny enough, like, this is a part of, I was thinking about my testimony recently, this is, like, a part of, this idea is part of my story of how God revealed himself, like, to me. Like, at SMC, like, Stimos, this ministry we're all part of, student mobilization, their winter conference, 
Um, one of the off nights we had, or like at night, we were getting dinner in a group after one of the main sessions, if you will. And a girl across the table, like, started sharing the gospel with the waitress. And God, like, used that moment to show, like, whoa, I had no, I had no desire for that. That's kind of weird. What is, what's her deal? That's interesting. I thought that's for, like, the extremists of the faith. And, like, something about that moment God used to show that I wasn't who I said I was. So I feel like this is, like, a special place in my heart, too, of, like, you know, God uses people time and time again and uses the lowly to shame the wise. And um, it's not, yeah, it's not reserved for the uh, quote-unquote super Christians, whatever that might um, mean. Such one of I mean, maybe like, for, like, us three, but not you. I'm JV. I want to go back to what Alex said about didn't you say something like um, it's about serving the people's needs best yeah, mm-hmm. I think Mark ten forty five came out on the line mm-hmm. I was going to say freedom of the son of man did not come to be served but to serve and yeah. give his life as a ransom for many but I mean ultimately we all we are called to like serve their needs and and uh, ultimately show them the light and yeah I don't know just wanted to yeah. put that I feel like too sometimes the word ministry can get like people complicate it more than it is. It's actually very simple of like, your ministry is where your feet are planted. Like, it doesn't start after we graduate in our job. Like, it starts now. Like, we're at Texas A&M and DG. Like, your ministry can be in DG. Like, I don't know. I think it's overcomplicated sometimes that you have to have that role, like you were saying, of like, this is your job. Mm -hmm. So then you do it. But, like, you love God with all your heart. Your ministry is going to be wherever you are. Mm in that season of life and your ministry can look different like maybe one day if you're ever a parent then your ministry is your kids or like your ministry can be your family it's not just like a specific type of people that you have to find it's everyone you encounter all the time Mm -hmm. that's good that's what's that's really good (coughs) yeah there's this this is kind of like a this is a heavy thing that I was thinking about um recently I was like wanting to I'm wanting like to like cultivate a new like a more of a heart like lost like for those that don't know Jesus and I was looking at this article this is like really heavy and I shared this with uh, one of my buddies recently the first thing was just like like to to just understand what's at stake not like we are this we are not the savior we are not the converters but understand like what's at stake I think we can be tempted and just the devil can make us forget like the stakes mm-hmm. like human souls are at stake and the first part point of this article was like man think about like ponder like judgment day whether it's like your your next year roommate your friend um and they look at you and say man why why didn't you have me take this more seriously why didn't you explain this in a more and then once again not like we're where who saved people it's all god doing the work and god revealing himself mm-hmm. but it was just a heavy thing to ponder because i think it sometimes ministry can be a robotic kind of mechanical mm-hmm. thing maybe we do it because our the time they do it because i'm like oh so my friends are doing it but man what a I think we can be convinced that there are other things that are more important than spiritual, or than like an insufficiency that salva- like a lack of salvation is. So I just want to throw that out there. It's like a heavy, very heavy thing that shows yeah. like the stakes that this is real. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you remember Andrew uh, when we? Weird, you're calling me Andrew. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm still thinking about how I started this. I said Andrew, and I was like, that didn't feel right. This is the only time I've ever called you that. And uh, I'll like you're my dad or something. <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. He goes by Bon Bon. We were calling me Meow Meow Bon Bon. Meow Bon Do you remember almost two years ago, close to the start of our friendship, when uh, we actually went over the uh, the doctrine of hell together? Mm. Do you remember that on the beach? 
say yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> on the beach? Yeah. Two years ago, like in February? No, like le- less than two years ago. At Kaleo? Yeah. <laughs> okay, that's in more. That's more clear. I was like, I don't remember yeah, being on the beach in February. Today, just February. <laughs> um. Anyways, I actually. Yes. Had... Okay, I do remember this. <laughs> yes. Oh, we just kissed. Yes. Sorry, we were on the swing. Yes, we were. Just Holy moly! Sorry. sorry. <laughs> anyways, <laughs> I think oh, honestly I think that is the day my ministry started because I remember wow. being a young believer. Yeah. Um, and ultimately, like, the doctrine of hell. For those of y'all who don't know, it sounds insane, and it is. Um, is basically just like what is hell like that is the truth and like what will actually happen when judgment day comes and what will um, transpire to those who don't know Christ and so ultimately like I mean this is a like ministry is a thing out of love like you are ultimately even though you don't have the power to do it you are trying to like you are like pleading to God to work a miracle in their Mm -hmm. life and ultimately like only through him Mm-hmm. is their life transformed and so mm-hmm. like ministry is truly done out of love and like Alex said it, like it is a service to them like you are meeting up with them you're investing time with them you're sharing the gospel ultimately to try to bring them to new life um, and it's it's nothing through like us like God moves through us but ultimately like we couldn't do it on our own mm-hmm. if, if your like heart is not in the right place like you will see like you will see failure and failure and failure and I mean, I've been there and I know I'm sure some of us have been there as well, um, but when it's truly out of love for the other person, um, like Kat said, like it can be your family, it can be your friends, mm-hmm. it, it can just be any random person that you meet on the street. Um, ultimately, like it's another love for a human being that mm-hmm. like leads them to sal- to salvation. So, um, I just I'm very reminded of that when you were yeah. talking about just how heavy ministry can truly be when you really think about yeah. why we do it. And I think it's important to, like, take a step back and understand, like, the why. Well, that's kind of my, like, next point was the why behind it. Like, why do it? Do I need to? We've kind of been, like, hinting at it. Um, and also, actually, I'm going to go back. I was going to touch on something you said. Like, you mentioned the word, like, failure. I feel like sometimes I can have this perspective that doing ministry, you have to, like, if you're not seeing tangible, you know, whether people come to faith or, like, things happening that, like, you're doing something wrong or God's not choosing to work for a reason, but and all, all God's calling us to is to be bold enough to, mm-hmm. to share and be mm-hmm. faithful. Mm-hmm. And it's on him, you know, whether he chooses to work or chooses to not work in, he, in his, like, perfect um, mm-hmm. sovereignty. So that's something I want to touch because I think I can, like, be tempted to think, like, man, since more stuff isn't happening tangibly, like in Fiji, I'm something's wrong. Like, I'm doing something <laughs> wrong or, like... So, I think we have that thought. Like it's it's comical, Absolutely. but it's it's um, we're just very we can be very performance oriented at times. Yeah. Like all God is calling us to do is just be bold and, mm-hmm. and share and and trust that He is that His will is perfect. So yeah. sure that's good. That. I want to going off of that. I think yeah. it's so clear, like that lie like, is from the enemy to like yeah. make it about us. Like oh, it's on me. Like mm-hmm. I'm doing something wrong. Blah blah blah. Why am I not seeing like seeking results or performance? Like it's a business and that's just like so wrong and like it's not about us and so if we're like thinking am I what am I am I saying the wrong things am I not doing enough am I not blank enough it's just like missing the whole point like it's about God and I think Mm. like one thing for me to like check myself on is in my heart and like impurity of my motives is like like trying to see it was my prayer life like reflecting this like Mm. am I focusing more on what am I going to say and what am I going to do and trying to 
like analyze the situation and do the best thing possible or am I praying about it more Mm -hmm. like how much am I really praying about these people that I want to see to come to know Jesus and it's like I should be praying more than I am like trying to do Mm -hmm. because I can't do anything and I think like a verse that I had to memorize and really meditate on really early on in doing personal ministry was um, 1 Corinthians 3 7 it's like the one who plants nor the one who waters is anything, mm-hmm. but only God who mm-hmm. makes things grow. And so it's just, we're not anything. It's yeah. not about us. Like, it's just all for God's glory and his purpose and his will that might not make sense. And so it's like, even if we're, our yeah. hearts are super pure, there still might not be mm-hmm. results. And that's just God reminding us and humbling us that it's all up to him mm-hmm. and that he's calling us to be faithful regardless of, like, what the fruit is. Yeah. So, that's really good. It's a really challenging thought. Like the self, the examination of, of prayer life really, I feel like, reveals a lot about the heart. So that's challenging for <clears throat> for me to hear. Same. And I think it starts with like, I was like pondering this idea recently. I think it all starts with truly like understanding and cherishing like the gospel. Because obviously, mm-hmm. the more you you know, believe, and cherish the gospel, the more you'll naturally, you know. Yeah. Want to share? Not like the emergency to be entirely pure. One that's probably that's no, not like not possible. I remember, <laughs> I remember I was talking with uh, with Jared, Jared Savanova. Oh, I should have said should I not have said his last name. Whatever. On staff of the ministry we're we're uh, part of. I was talking to him about something, and he was encouraging me. For, my like, spiritual pop sharing. Pop. Yes. Oh my gosh. <laughs> spiritual pop. Jared, he's a man's man, isn't he? Yeah, he is. Yeah, he is. Papa? <laughs> Abba. That's so um, funny. She was saying, "Oh, he was encouraging me in some way of like for sharing." I was like confessing, like impure motives or thoughts or motivations, and I think sometimes I can use that as like an excuse to not share. And then he shared this verse I didn't know existed. It's like mm. Philippians one eighteen. Find it real quick. It says, "But what does it matter?" Uh, the important thing is that in every way, whether from false motives or true, Christ is preached. Mm. And because Ooh. of this, I rejoice. Ooh. And that kind of slapped me yeah, in the face because I was like, that's impure motives are not, you know, an excuse to share. And obviously, yeah. like, the enemy wants to be like, would whisper in her ear, like, because part of you is doing this out of, out of pride or out mm. of fear of man or appeasement, yeah. you shouldn't do it. But it's like, no, all that matters. Obviously, like, it's God wants us to be doing it out of love and reverence and honor of Him. Mm-hmm. But. All that matters is that Jesus and salvation is like preached and yeah, told and spoken so of. That's so comforting because it can be yeah. so easy to get critical of like this ministry is doing this wrong and this yeah. church isn't this enough and just yeah. getting all into the, like the theology yeah. and arguing and just divisiveness and it's like hey, it doesn't matter. And if we go back to like yep. thinking like God does do everything for His glory and our like good and thinking of that like we believe that then like God can turn our sinful motives for his glory like he can use that because the truth is our motives will never be 100% pure while we're on this earth because of the sin that indwells in us that like you have to focus on God's like character and attributes and like being able to turn that all for good like there's no perfect ministry you're never there's no perfect church because they're all made up of broken people so it's like God can still use that because he's powerful enough to use that for his mm. glory. So, like, those impure motives, yeah, we should strive to be sanctified and, like, our motives to be, like, Jesus's, yeah, Jesus's <laughs> motives. Sorry, that was a hard word. But, uh, you got it. <laughs> Jesus's 
motives. Yeah, it's kind of hard. It is kind of hard. Motives, but also having grace and knowing that like your motives will not always be 100% pure, but Mm -hmm. God can use that. And God loves to use sinful people. Because then his glory is even more magnified when our motives, you know. But I don't want that to be the case. No, you see that all over the Bible and like all over the Old Testament. Like they're so, there's some characters who are like, what are you doing? Like, oh my gosh. And God still chooses Pretty much all the Old Testament. The whole. Everyone. Not even Old Testament. Everyone. It's, there's no like perfect. I feel like our desire for like perfection, quote unquote, in ministry too, I think shows our lack of belief in what you were just saying about yeah, God. Like our God. lack of belief in his like yeah. power and sovereignty and yeah. Yeah. Because like, I'll get so, you know, at times worked up about, you know, what I'm saying is it articulated as eloquent. Does that make yeah. logical sense? But like truly, like any of us can share the gospel in the most like mm. I'm not a broken way, but like in a stumbling way mm-hmm. and if God chooses to use it to yeah, power it through his spirit, like yeah. Heart. But yeah. it's hard for us to like believe that. Yeah. You know, because we're just very, you know, one more human and simple it. and yeah. unbelieving, but just, yeah, we're, uh, I don't know, so promises. One good. thing I think I want to address is maybe, like, I think we're talking about why do we need to do personal ministry, but like, what are the texts that kind of like commanded us to do that? Mm-hmm. Like, um, well, like, where does it say? Oh, I need to go do ministry. The first one I think of is like Matthew 20, but I also wanted to go to like Romans 10. This kind of goes back mm-hmm. to something we were talking like previously, like kind of the logic behind why to share, not necessarily like the the command in Romans 28. Someone else can share that out for me. But like Romans 10, 14 to 15 says, how then can they call on the one they have not believed in? How can they believe in the one of whom they have not heard? How can they hear without someone preaching to them? And how can anyone preach unless they are sent? So like kind of the logic behind like, yes, God can work and save people without, you know, using other people. But, you know, according to that text, you know, people hear, people believe through hearing, and people hear through being preached to, being told. I feel like that helps, like, my brain think about it. Like, that's, that makes, mm-hmm. like, logical sense. But that's good. So I want to rip Matthew 28. You, know? you got it on, me- on memory? For sure. The whole chapter. <laughs> the whole chapter, right? Uh, yeah, that's the whole chapter. <laughs> no, sure we all have I it. think that this verse is just, something I'd heard so many times but yeah. never was like oh wait like I have to take personal responsibility for it or it's uh, Jesus's last words um, and it's something we got to study a lot we all went to the same summer discipleship program and um, they really break down the verse and the context and the history and just all of it but Matthew 20 19 through 20 is um, that therefore go and make disciples of all nations baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, um, teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you, and surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. Mm-hmm. And so I think it's, he commanded, that was the last thing he said, there's got to be some significance yeah. there, some way of telling the disciples. And I think also thinking about our lineage as believers, like it's mm-hmm. back to those faithful disciples mm. and they went and shared yeah. and they went and shared and it just multiplied wow. down to us 2,000 years later that's insane yeah like that can only be God using us which is just super cool yeah that's cool I think too of like why do we do this because Jesus did it like mm-hmm. and we're striving to be more like Jesus and desire to be more like Jesus and sanctify in this way than like I don't know, you look back at those 12 disciples, like Jesus spent most of his life with his disciples, like shepherding them, teaching them. Um, 
So like if God, if Jesus had to do that and love and enjoy doing that, we should too. You know, like we're trying to reflect his character and what he's done. That's a huge part of it is like making disciples. And it says like even in Luke three twenty three, it said um, Jesus when he began his ministry was about thirty years of age, being the son of Joseph. But it was just like it even said in the Bible like began his ministry like. Mm. Jesus did it too, so we should. I feel like it's as simple as that. Yeah. That's good. Sorry, go ahead. No, you're good. I was going to throw out Acts 1, 7 through 8 as well. This is just like the disciples um, asking Jesus, like, if he was going to restore the kingdom of Israel. And he said to them, It is not for you to know the times or dates the Father has set by his own authority, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, Judea. In Samaria and to the ends of the earth. Um, and so, yeah, like it's just ultimately like being a witness is sharing the gospel. Um, like Kat said, like we're just ultimately trying to be more like Jesus. That's really the definition of sanctification is just becoming more Christ like. And so, ultimately, like a good witness is someone who does share the gospel, who does share their faith, um, and ultimately, like tries to um, bring people into that. And so, I mean, you think about, like, kind of what ministry is. It's a personal relationship with another person. Um, it takes work. It takes investment. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I was going to go back to, like, Matthew 20, I like. Uh, I just like how, 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 like, simple, like, that verse is. You know, mm-hmm. going back to kind of whatever, impure motives or stuff like that. I think I, think I like how Jesus just says, go. Like, mm-hmm. you're fully equipped. You're you're, yeah, you're sent. You're fully equipped. Like, I'm do you have? Do you believe in me? Oh. Yes. You have so the Holy Spirit. Do with what? You always. Like, that's oh, yeah. all we need is knowing that He's with us. Yeah. No matter what we're doing. Totally. I feel like okay. This is I remember this from perspectives, which everyone should take that class if they can. But last, if you're at Texas and if you're at Texas, you can take it anywhere ever. though. It's like, it's like oh, everywhere. Across the country, yeah. Though. I didn't know that. It's yeah. awesome. Yeah, for like. Like every okay. city. So if you're in the U.S., then you can. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, it's all in. Sorry, Belgish. But one thing that I really got from this last Monday class that was so good was talking about the Great Commission, but like what fuels the Great Commission is the Great Commandment. And there's a difference mm-hmm. between those two. So the Great mm-hmm. Commandment is Matthew 22, which is love the Lord with all your heart, your soul, and your mind. Um, and then... The Great Commission is go and make disciples of all nations. But I think that's like sometimes we miss that first part of like our personal ministries out of delight in the Lord and our love for God. Mm-hmm. And that's what fuels us to keep going. If it's out of our own doing, like we were saying earlier, it's not going to like keep us going. It's not going to it's not going to last because mm-hmm. people fail. Um, even I think one thing that I had to like realize a lot, ex- I kind of came to this revelation in Japan, but I thought a lot of what I was doing was out of love for people, which it is out of love. A lot of it's out of love, but that can't be the main fueling factor because our love fails and people's love for us fails. So if that's your main motive too, it's like kind of hard because that's temporary too. So it has to be out of fuel and love for the Lord because that's everlasting. And that keeps you going. That helps you love your neighbors with all your mind. Like it just kind of falls into that. And then that helps you make disciples. But I, just thought about that and I was like that is so good of like the great commandment leads into the great commission and like you can't do this unless you're like delighting in the Lord and loving the, your 
God with all your heart, soul, and mind. That's so good. I would say, how, how, like, how do you cultivate that? How would you say it? Like, how, like that, mm-hmm. that, that, like, the lighting in the Lord is kind of the catalyst to mm-hmm. issue. How, how do you, like, what is that? Or how does someone, like, how do you develop what a heart does that yeah. Oh, build sure. a heart. Okay. Yeah. That's a good question. I think that's just diving into the word and getting to know God's heart more. And then the more you know God's heart, the more your heart starts desiring and aligning with his heart mm-hmm. and his heart's for the lost and his heart's for the nations to know him and his heart's for his glory. So I think it's not even about our own heart and like focusing too much on ourselves, but the more you focus and fi- fixate your eyes on God, then it just supernaturally changes your heart and it, mm. God cultivates your heart and then your desires change and that's what like keeps like it then it's a joy and a privilege to make disciples of all nations it's not so much of like I have to but I get to do this like I get to live in the privilege and light of mm. doing this instead of like I don't know I have to do this to earn my way to doing something and then that becomes a burden and then that's when people like walk away from the faith or they burn out because they feel like they have to do something but I think that's where we get it all wrong it's like we get to do this it's a privilege to co-labor with God so I think cultivating our heart is really just fixating our eyes on God and taking it off of us and our own heart and our own desires and God will just do the rest and he'll change and it is harder said than done but I've seen it to be true and faithful like in all of our lives of like there's no way I would have this desire unless it was for God so, so yeah, yeah I don't know that answer. That completely answers it. Right. I think that that's something I like had to learn the hard way. Like I'd heard a thousand times, like oh, lo- like be filled up by God's love first, and then you're able to pour out mm-hmm. to others. And I was like, yeah, for sure, let's go. And then still, yeah. s- started making an idol out of ministry. And I think when you start idolizing ministry and the Great Commission over, mm-hmm. like you said, the Great Commandment to love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your mind, all your soul, then that's where you're manipulating God for a sense of significance of like, oh, I'm doing this so that I can do something that matters and do something mm-hmm. that lasts, which is true. It does give you significance, and there is so much more significance in investing in the things eternal, but if you're doing it to feel more significant instead of just, like you said, just out of delight and love for God, that's where it just kind mm-hmm. of like gets a little messy. But yeah. it's something that I heard, but God just had to teach me through mm. time and experience I'm grateful for. Yeah. yeah. Failure. Success. Yeah. I love y'all are saying, I feel like I've been, so I've been the faith what, like two years, but I feel like the first year, I, similar to you, like I feel like I'd idolized like ministry. And I think, it, and I think the reason I felt like that is because I didn't, I like knew God because I, I know I had the Holy Spirit, mm-hmm. but I feel like I didn't like, I wasn't spending time like in his word. I wasn't giving him opportunities to like develop mm-hmm. my heart, develop my mm-hmm. love for him. And I feel like I really realized this like late, in the fall and I was really questioning myself I was like why like why am I doing this like what's the what's the what's the why mm-hmm. and I think like God kind of like slapped me in the face and showed me that I maybe been doing it out of a heart of like appeasement for a year and, and it's it was mechanical and robotic and, mm-hmm. and so it's been it's been amazing and then like now I'm like you know wanting to dive more deeply in the word but I feel like it all starts with just like abiding in, in Christ and in God through prayer it's like like back to the bread and butter like of the faith yeah. um, but in those moments where God just like changes bread and butter I love bread and butter by the way <laughs> <laughs> I was talking about that yesterday <laughs> sorry that's funny it's so good like salty butter 
Mm-hmm. Like bread? Wait. Yeah. I guess shade. I, I, guess have, so I eat that at work. I always bread and butter. Oh. Bread and butter with the salt on the butter. Wait, I don't know if you at Primrose. Republic. Shout out. Dang. I'm gonna shout, shout out Republic. Anderson Huffman, my <laughs> my roommate. He also worked at uh, the place Alex works at, and uh, he. Used I to thought he was. No, he's at Christopher's. Oh wait, no, it was Christopher's. <laughs> don't Dang, access like West. Dang, Dang, I'm sorry. Okay, well, anyways, just I was gonna say he used to bring home bread all the time. Yeah. Shout when out I'm confused, Amy. I thought you 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 work at Republic. You work at both. Yeah, I'm hostess. Mm. Everyone. You work at Christopher's too. No. Oh. Sorry, Republic. <laughs> Republic at Christopher's. Same building. Same like they're everywhere. The servers are separate, but like hostesses come back and forth. Like within the same night. No. Oh, okay. Sometimes if they need it. But. That's really cool. Well, yeah. thank you for sharing what you're doing. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. Yeah. I'll start with bread and butter. That's what's funny. I was gonna say though, yeah, yeah. I relate to you a lot about <laughs> just getting slapped in the face by God. I remember like, as a, yeah. As a, <laughs> I was really <laughs> too. I was thought about that too. As like a like a younger Wake Christian, I remember like <laughs> my first semester being in the face, like just. Man, I think I was encouraged to lead a Bible study. I just remember doing it at like all the wrong intentions. Mm-hmm. And We've all been there. It just it just totally like backfired in my face. And <laughs> yeah, I just, it really is funny like how like your heart really has to be invested in mm-hmm. yeah, ministry, and if it's not, like it truly will, in your words, slap you in the face. Yeah, yeah. God will humble you. Yeah. Like, it reminds me. I went to. I'm not doing the perspectives class at the cat mentioned, but I did. I did go to one of the nights. One of the days, just kind of like. Tried out. I loved it, but mm-hmm. just like time wise and stuff. But anyways, even though it you're was six hours. Well, way to call it. I want to just leave school. He's, he's got, he's got like, on, 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 bro. I got you know, watch a lot of what TV to watch and. I'm just kidding. I have other stuff. I think. That is. No, he's doing a lot. Oh, it was so sick. The one I went to was just all about. God's plan for like receiving God's glory, glory and God will do whatever he can to like what you just said God will do it, anything in his power to like constantly be like receiving receiving glory we're in the middle of a podcast sir don't forget to put your trash out oh, thanks. <laughs> thanks sir that's great that was nice interesting the neighbors. nice little ad-lib their neighbor. What were you saying? Go, glory oh, to God? That was um, good. Sorry, I was talking about the trash thing. Uh, <laughs> anyway, I've never been interrupted before. This I know. Crazy. That's fun. Like, I don't even know who that is. <laughs> yeah. I, thought that was, nice. I thought it was Turner. He's being thoughtful. Well, anyways, <laughs> the me and Alex were like, yeah. we're like waving God. at him to like, go away. <laughs> <laughs> we're like, shoo! I thought it was your room. just a nice home. Anyways, I felt like my thoughts. Oh! Like, God will do anything, everything in his power to receive glory from us. That's why he wanted us to indwell us. Like, one out of our love, that's out of his love, he wanted to indwell us with his spirit. Mm. But also for the purpose of we can't give glory to God apart from, like, the Holy Spirit. So I mm. thought of, like, God slapping, the idea of God slapping you in the face is that maybe for a moment, me, you, like, like we were, I don't know, like doing things for our own glory or for our purposes. Mm. God had to correct us so that man we remember what this is like all about like we're yeah. it's not about like us as much as we sometimes yeah. wanted to be um I'm still thinking about the trash guy yeah it was so interesting that he came up to us just to tell us to take hey, our trash he probably wanted to see what we were doing trash that's true like, what are they talking about um i think we need to move into uh 
just maybe practicals. So okay. what's this like? What is yeah? This so like how are we going to like? How would I actually do personal ministry? Where you can this is see also like what is this mm. like? What does this look like in y'all's in y'all's life? Mm. Let's walk. I feel like the how. Okay, so to begin with how, I always think of like how can this be done? Like, how can, like, okay, well, that's obvious. But in a way of, like, I have to think that I don't have to fear what people think because mm-hmm. of this freedom that we have in Christ to live the way we do. Because I put those points of, like, the how we're allowed to do this. It's, like, we don't have to face the fear of people and what they think and their judgment because of the freedom we have in Christ and the security we have in Him. Um I think that's a good mindset that I have before going into ministry or like meeting up with a girl or doing a Bible study is I think of Revelations um, 1-7. Hold on. I don't have it memorized. But it's, look, he's coming with the clouds and every eye will see him, even those who pierced him. And all people Mm -hmm. on earth will mourn because of him. So shall it be amen. So I think of like going into this that like, one day the truth will be revealed to everyone whether they believe or not dead or alive everyone will know the truth so i can live in the freedom of like them knowing this person in front of me is going to know one day so might as well me tell them now i don't have to fear what they think of me or if they reject it or anything because one day it's going to be revealed to them so out of that that's like the beginning first of like fear going into it of how to like combat that fear and then i think it's just really like living out in the boldness that christ has given you um, yeah, so I kind of just, for me, personal ministry looks like developing relationships where people can trust you because no one's going to listen to you about like, if this is like, I don't know, if there's no trust behind it and the foundation of trust and of love. Like when I at, like reach out to a girl to hang out, it's out of like actual love to like get to know them before like I share the gospel with them but it isn't going in there like I'm gonna share the gospel I'm gonna do this 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 it's like I want to get to know your heart I want to get to know the struggles you've been through and being vulnerable with them allows them to be more comfortable too Mm -hmm. so I'm like okay I have to like humbly confess things that I've gone through and struggle so that you can feel comfortable opening up because I want to know more about you and then from there you build this relationship that like is built on trust, the foundation of trust, and you can share, and it's an outlet to share what God's done in your life and the gospel. And I think one thing that's very important that I realized no one's ever done with me until Sam that moment was ask me, do you want to make this decision? Like later on when you feel like they're getting there and the like conversations are getting there, it's like no one can like make that, or no one knows they have an invitation unless they've been asked. Like if you want to like turn away from your sin and trust in like God, like no one knows that that's an invitation or like a decision that they can make unless they're asked, like kind of what you're saying in Romans 10, 14. But I think giving them that opportunity and if it's a no, then it's not a no towards you and nothing you've done, but it's like, unless you ask, you won't get an answer. You know what I mean? Or like they don't even know that they have to make an answer or make a decision, I guess. But I think the main basis is building that relationship and that connection, that love, um, with a person and like really valuing their heart and their life and then like the most loving thing you can do is share the gospel with them and giving them that decision um, opportunity so yeah I think that's what my personal ministry initiates looks like it's like building relationships with girls around me or just people that I'm surrounded and then like building that trust and then sharing the gospel with them mm-hmm. 
That's yeah. great. I honestly yeah. wrote down, I literally wrote down vulnerability is key. Yeah, yeah. it really so is. It really yeah. is. I think it was, it was just interesting to hear you say, like, <clears throat> but I think, like, people are willing to, you know, more willing to talk. And I was, like, wondering when we were coming into this, like, is, is it going to be different between guys and girls, honestly? But, like, mm. ultimately, like, when you hear someone just being vulnerable about what, excuse me, wow, vulnerable about who they are and, like, you know, what they've actually experienced, mm. like, deeply, like, you'll find that there is so much more, like, trust that comes mm. from that. Like you said, mm-hmm. literally. Um, and it, I think that's, like, just guys, girls. I mean, that's everyone. Yeah. yeah. Um, and it makes cool. you more, like, like the person you're meeting with, like, oh, this is a person. This isn't some, like, perfect mm-hmm. Christian that's, <laughs> yeah. like, doing all these things. Claiming she's, like, she's, str- she's human and she's struggling. And that allows people to be, like, I'm no different from her. Like, I'm really no different from you. Yeah. So, like, that's why I'm going to open up with my vulnerability or, like, open up with struggles and sin and stuff like that. Yeah, that's good. I thought, good. Of, I thought of, like, I don't know, it's a tough not hit by any means, but, like, a verse kind of speaks to that, like, approach. It's First Thessalonians 2, 8, and it says, So we mm-hmm. care for you because um, we love you so much. We are not delighted to not only, to not, oh, my gosh, we were delighted to share with you not only the gospel of God but our lives mm-hmm. as well. So good. That's a good one to meditate on, just, like, how to approach ministry you know we shouldn't be be so transfixed with the task of like um sharing the gospel even though that's of chief importance but doing it Mm. from a place of like of love and doing it from a place of i feel like that expresses like the idea of vulnerability to like sharing Mm -hmm. your life like bringing people into your life who you are um i think it's super important yeah um question for alex um what things have worked (laughs) and maybe what hasn't worked when you're like pursuing the loss like Think about Luke nineteen ten, like the son of man came to seek and serve. Maybe to find worked. Yeah, what do you mean by worked? <clears throat> what things have oh man. What, yeah, I guess just like what things have like what are some practicals that have you seen victory in, like when sharing the gospel and maybe like what has been like, ah, that that didn't really work the way I wanted it to. I think definitely being led by the spirit, but not like necessarily using excuses like oh it's not he's not leading me so I'm not going to not like that but Sorry, and it just cancel. like truly like you said I, I couldn't emphasize enough like building trust and building a relationship with people and showing that you care about them um, enough to then share the gospel because I think you talk about the things that you love and the things that you're excited about you just talk about them you don't have to like try to so you're not mm-hmm. do it out of a place where you're like forcing yourself like oh I'm just gonna share the gospel out of obligation but it's like like you said, going back to the source, like if I'm truly abiding and delighting in God, that's what I love and what I'm excited about. So it's just automatically going to come out when I'm talking to other people. Mm-hmm. Um, I think another thing is like not ruling anybody out because I think it can be really easy to, or I think something that God revealed to me that really changed the way I viewed ministry was like viewing all people as souls. Like, mm-hmm. really seeing, like, mm-hmm. every single person you see as a soul. Like, not being like, oh, I'm in DG, I'm only concerned about DGs DG. and their salvation because that's my sorority and that's, like, where everyone else is and that's, they're mm-hmm. like me. Like, yeah. sharing with people that don't look like you. Like, I think when I started working about a year ago, it was hard because I was like, oh, I feel like I'm not around everyone as much and getting to do ministry and DG, which is where I wanted to do it or where I was the last mm-hmm. year. And then I was like hello like kind of the same like god slapped me in the face moment i'm like look at all these people that you're spending seven hour shifts three to four times a week with in a restaurant you're just standing there like 
these people need him they and like god wants them to know mm-hmm. him mm-hmm. and so it's like don't wait like just don't wait for the right opportunity or the right person or like just just share just love just love mm-hmm. god and when you do it will come out in the way that you treat other people and then i think another thing is when i like came to college like and this is kind of reflective of what my faith looked like in high school like i still had so much to learn still do but I, I wouldn't say I was super equipped by, like, certain tools and resources mm-hmm. before coming to college. And so, like, if you would have asked me to share the gospel with someone when I was a freshman, I would not have known how to do that. I would have been like, uh, I'm a Christian for seven years or six years, but I have no idea how to yeah. share the gospel with someone. And so I think yeah. really that, and that just comes with time. And, like, also, even if you don't have tools, sometimes it's just sharing your testimony. Like, people can argue theology and science and oh that really happened like all day long but people can't argue with mm. like I was blind and now I can see like yeah. that's just what it is and so I think your testimony is so powerful and like especially with like working it's not always like okay I'm gonna sit down and do a Bible study with these girls because it's not really mm. the I mean I'm sure it could but it's more yeah. just like you said like life on life and just like sharing mm. about my life and what God's done in my life little by little and trusting him mm-hmm. so I don't know if that answered your question no, I think that did that's what I said I feel like I, I sometimes I've, I've like noticed this recently honestly in my life like the idea of, of seeing everybody as souls reminded me of this like sometimes I feel like in my heart I'll like think about let me back up I think I've wanted I've like had a desire recently to like share the gospel with, with more people and sometimes my heart's like oh no I kind of scratched that itch if you will within like the realm of, of Fiji like, like sometimes I can find I think we can maybe make assumptions or like make rationalizations and can find ministry to like a specific sphere that we're like comfortable with but mm-hmm. like like you said there are lost people legit around us all day mm-hmm. every day mm-hmm. um, and we have what they need and I think we in our center or the enemy and it is like craftiness will, will like blindness of that or it's our laziness or mm-hmm. apathy or whatever it may be um, but I feel like it's something cool to really make on like everyone around us is, is a soul and obviously like not just people in Fiji, Beta, DG need Jesus but mm-hmm. our, mm-hmm. my waitress does, my waiter does my neighbor does um, the trash I, thought it, I, I, I was like we could have totally <laughs> just used this as a uh, yeah Get out of here! How dare you! I think one of the best things I've ever heard too was like, we have a salvation worth passing on. Like, <laughs> like, do you believe that? Do you believe that your salvation's worth passing on? Because if you do, then like, yeah. you're gonna do it naturally. Do it by the way you live out your life, which was so good. Also, another thing I just thought of was also, especially I think this is very specific or pertinent to people in at AM or in Texas kind of in the like Bible belt realm is also to not <coughs> sorry not rule people out if mm-hmm. they already are believers. There's so much value in the edification of the church and discipleship doesn't just mean converting people. That's a huge part of it and I think sometimes the church does lack in the outreach to the lost and the evangelism mm-hmm. evangelism piece. But there's also so much value in shepherding those who maybe came to faith through someone else's faithfulness but they need shepherding, they need education yeah. and teaching and building up in that discipleship piece. And so I've seen like fruit in that and God um, using friendships and relationships in that way. So Yeah. I feel like discipleship discipleship, especially in the realm of like 
you know, equipping someone to like make disciples. Like given, I'm thinking about like growing up. Like, I, grew, I grew up in the church. Given I did not have the Holy Spirit, but and like it was on my phone a lot of church service. But I feel like like my church did not talk about like evangelism. Equipping, yeah, much. It's an awesome, like awesome, like church and super strong believers like in this church and like teaches biblical gospel-centered teaching but I just never really like heard that growing up and it wasn't until college where I was confronted with that that how that's like a massive piece of the Christian walk like knowing God and making him known so Mm -hmm. I think you're right I think people just need to be um like believers specifically that we might potentially disciple should be mm-hmm. like equipped in that realm and like shown the scriptures that scriptures that they can like wrestle with and think about and pray about mm-hmm. um you know because like i said a lot of people have that view even believers have that view yeah. that it's like for the extremists if you will of the faith to, <laughs> to share it mm-hmm. yeah it does seem like that sometimes yeah yeah. Well, I'm going to make a really rough transition here. <laughs> we, are on, uh, we are struggling on time here. It's 9.04. Um, okay. <laughs> we, yeah, does anyone have any closing thoughts on that? Or we can move into our finale? Um, the only thing that I can really think of is, to close it, is that, I don't know, I think it's so cool with ministry that, like, God chooses, God could literally write in the stars, like, the way to salvation. Like, he can do anything, but his method is choosing human beings Mm -hmm. to, like, like, make his name known, which is, like, when you actually sit and think in that, it's, like, kind of crazy because, like, who are we to be used by a God that great? But it's kind of sweet that he does that because he gains glory from it, and we get to share in the joy of doing that. We get to share in the joy of, like, his joy. Um, so I don't know. I think I forget that a lot of like ministry is people, God using people to make his name known. And like, we are his chosen method to make his name known. And it's just so sweet that we get to share in the joy and the glory of God. And we're not really like deserving of any of that. So it all goes back to, it's a privilege to co-labor with Christ Mm -hmm. in all of this. But yeah, that's like the last thing I have to say, I guess. It's just really sweet to be used by God more than it's like an obligation or a burden. Yeah. Boom. Yeah, me out from the rafters. <laughs> <laughs> that was awesome. Alright, well I guess this we'll is go a long our, one, man. This, 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 really? this is gonna be the longest podcast. How long is it? Fifty four minutes. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. Yeah. This is such a yes. I feel like we can keep going. Alright, right, finale, real quickly. Um so typically we do these and uh we just Come up with a little game or question or something. So I came up with this week's. Sorry, you got. You That's got why it won't be that good. Just know that up front. <laughs> All right. Well, are y'all familiar with the Hunger Games series? Yes, I am. They also yeah. haven't seen Harry Potter e- either. Yeah, we'll so shame them. Call us okay. out. Well, you don't really yeah. need to okay. know Sorry. Hunger Games that well to to answer this question. All right. But all right, what? If you're in the Hunger Games, what weapon are you picking and why? Well, do you know, do you know what the Hunger Games is? Yeah. Okay. okay. okay, okay. Surely. They get hungry yeah. and they play games. Yeah, they're really hungry. <laughs> they're really hungry. <laughs> they eat a bunch of burgers. They do every Sunday. Who can burgers. eat the most burgers? Yeah. It's a competition. I would choose a burger. Wait, can we kind of seem like a PETA character. Can we do like a multiple <laughs> choice? Call me like a beta male. Can we do like a multiple choice of different weapons? weapons? I think bow and arrow. I already knew it. I think bow and arrow. Bow and arrow. Yeah. Because you can. Katniss. Because you can, like, from a distance, you can be in a tree, you can be far away, and you don't have to come in contact. What if someone, like, what if someone attacks you, like, close combat, though? We're screwed. 
I would just take my arrow and just oh, I don't stab know. him with an arrow. That's, that's not bad. <laughs> <laughs> just stab him in the eye. I know this turned really dark. This is a quick <laughs> turner. Personal ministry of yes. murder. Oh my god. Christian podcast. I'm talking I about our murder weapon. Don't know. That is. Right, uh, you, you got time to think. I'll go. Okay. Next. Okay. Yeah. I feel like yeah. I have the right answer. Okay. And there is go, a right answer. No. 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 I don't think mine is the right answer, but it's the answer that I want. Okay. And it's a trident. Oh. oh. Finnick in the second or second or third one, whatever. See, but then he has to come trident. close contact. You close contact. It, it, it didn't seem no, very like. You can like, throw a trident. Oh, I didn't know. You can that. throw yeah. a trident. I'm not quite sure. Yeah. What a trident. No, it's, it's like, like it's kind of like, like a sword and like. I mean, it's definitely a big weapon, but it's got a spear at the end of it. It's kind yeah. of a multi-use, and like you can hunt with it. I don't. Know Maybe you get a trident that could somehow be like detached, and then you could have like two little like. Oh, like the Aquaman. Yeah. Is that what he does? Yeah, he like All takes right. the Is this how guys right. usually <laughs> <laughs> Guys definitely usually conversate like this. I think conversate? I'm going... I'm, conversate? Is that a word? Converse. 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 It's okay, last week, uh, or whenever we last did this, oh, Peterson gosh. thought the plural form of moose was meese. He goes, it yes. No, it's not. Oh. I looked it up. Okay. I, 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 like, I really was on that I'm so convinced I just say that it is because it makes more sense. It sounds right. Conversate. It's just that sign. I know. Converse. What's the definition of conversate? It's like, Wait. it's not a word. Here's what I found. It's not it a word. Wait, okay. I, think <laughs> I was like, a, okay, sorry. It. For the sake of Catherine getting to class on time, we must continue. <laughs> okay, okay. Mom, I think the right answer record. here, I think it's throwing knives. No. <laughs> <laughs> I think so it's throwing knives. No, you know what? You know what? Let me explain. Let me explain. Okay, so from distance, obviously you have some, you have some like, like I can hit that tree or something. I can hit that shadow. I'm going to stop you. Right yards away. No, you're not going to I attack you with a sword and you miss. What next? No, these throwing. You're you, you, you don't. This is th- called throwing knives. Doesn't mean you have to throw them. They're daggers. They're essentially. But small if I'm attacking with a sword, I have the advantage over yeah. your little knives. I'm more speedy and quick. You're slow and lumbering. Slow and lumbering. I have reach on you. Okay, guys. All right, okay, all right. We'll, okay, we'll, meow, meow, we'll, go. We'll, we'll get a You're wrong. I think <laughs> a. I can do it from a distance. I don't want to get up and close and personal with someone. I don't think I have much force there to really attack. But from from a distance, I can do it, but then it would come back. Because if you have throwing knives, how do you catch it with the But there's somehow there are magical throwing knives that they just kind of repopulate in your hand. Unlimited ammo. Without cutting you. That's much more unrealistic. But if you throw the boomerang with knives attached to it, you're going to cut yourself. No, I'll catch it. I'm not sharp. She's so well trained that she doesn't know. She's so, she can control So the girls are going with ranged weapons. We're going with more. What are ranged and like, and up close. They're like little daggers. Dude, no. What? I thought that was a great answer. How do you get it back? The dark knives? Because then once you throw it, then what do you, you have? Exactly. So you smoke someone in the eye, and then you go, <laughs> <laughs> you go pull from the eye. eye. What if you, you throw it? You mess it. I'm going for the chest. The I'm trying eye. to get a heart kill. Take <laughs> <laughs> out their heart. Use it. All right. Oh, that's it. Oh, okay. Thank you, guys. Thank, thank, thank you, Cat Alex. Y'all were great. Yes. Um, and uh, yeah, so thank you for listening to our longest episode. Wait, y'all now hold the record. Won the record for longest podcast, but also first girls. first women. Yes, yes! women. So a record that can never be broken. Let's Hype me up. Yeah. Let's we're making strides. Yeah. We are. Yeah. All right. That was fun. Well, the train is signaling the end of this podcast, so. All right, thank you very much. Bye. Bye. Bye.